to Food Freedom Radio, where we plant the seeds of change. I'm Karen Olson-Johnson. I am a resource development lead for the Women's Congress for Future Generations, and we're all about the future, aren't we? And I'm also the director of a Minnesota-based nonprofit that's working to save the rhino from extinction in Africa, and I know Wendy and I will have common ground to talk about later. And I'm Laura Headline. I'm someone who adores E.O. Wilson's quote, we can create the beginnings of a permanent paradise if we do three things. Use the unrelenting application of reason, have a basic sense of kindness and an understanding of who we are. And in so many ways, we are living in insane times. I mean, it's insane to spend billions on pipelines when we know this energy is contributing to climate change. It is unkind to have a tax bill where the so-called top 1% gets more than half the benefits when there's runaway inequality. And how is this all tied to who we are? Well, I'm going to say, do we know who we are? Do we really understand who we are? In the midst of all of this, do we understand who we are? Hmm. Hmm. And what our real nature is. And what our real nature is. Now, today's Mm -hmm. food show is going to have about as much to do with food as the movie (laughs) My Dinner with Andre. (laughs) In fact, we're going to be playing a clip. And joining us in studio is Robert Pilot and Wendy Pilot. And uh, they do Native Roots Radio. I'm awake on AM 950. And we're thrilled to be doing this joint show with them. Thanks for having us on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, well, we really appreciate you having us. Yeah, I think it's going to be really fun. And then joining us um, via phone from California, because the focus of our show is awakened activism. And joining us by phone from California is Lynn Marie Lou. Uh, Lumiere. She's a non-dual psychotherapist and an activist. And a contributing author of The Sacred Mirror, the first book on non-dual psychotherapy. She's co-author of The Awakening West and author of Awakened Relating, Embodying Undivided Love in Intimate Relationships, which will be published by New Harbinger and out in July of 2018. So, Lynn Marie gave a presentation on awakened activism at the 2017 Science and Non-Duality Conference. And that's where Lynn and I met. So, Lynn, okay, so a lot of people may have never even heard this word, non-duality. So, how would you describe non-duality? Well, it's actually quite simple. It just refers to the fact that the totality of all of life, you know, every person, the trees, the insects, the animals, the entire environment, the earth itself, is one interconnected whole. Um, and the, the wisdom traditions are telling us this, but so is science. You know, quantum physics is telling us that everything's made of just one energy, and it's an alive, conscious energy. Um, so the basis or the ground of all the diversity in life Everything, it looks like there's a million different things, but it has the same ground. It's coming from the same essence, and it's not separate from that. So you can't separate, separate anything out from this conscious energy field that everything is made of. It's like you can't separate heat from fire or wet from water. It's all one thing. Bob Marley had that in a song. You wanted to separate. <laughs> Pardon? Oh, that's that sentence from the Bob Marley song. You would take the wet from the water. But uh, yeah. I'm sorry, I jumped on that a little bit. But but I love that definition. I also like like Eckhart Tolle. He was in a deep depression and he was suicidal. And he said to himself, "I can no longer stand living with myself." He's like, "Wait a second. Does that mean there's two of me?" And that's when after he had his awakening. Yes, we can awaken to this underlying unity that's within us and within all of life. And because uh, most of the people on the planet have not awakened to this, they perceive everything is different and separate. So we perceive ourselves to be separate from others and from our environment. And almost all the problems in the world are based in an inability to accept the obvious differences. And once we, we wake up more to this oneness, then we can fully allow and appreciate the diversity of life. So are we somehow connected, Lynn, to all of these things that we are so quick to criticize? Well, yes, we're absolutely connected. Everything is interconnected. Nothing exists independent of anything else. Just like you can't have a tree without the air, the water, the sun, and all of us are breathing the same air. Um, We're completely connected and we're made of the same substance, that same one conscious energy. So we're not separate or other than anything. And when we come into that understanding, we also come into the infinite wisdom 
that that ground has, that conscious energy that everything is made of, is also a, a, a universal intelligence that carries the wisdom to know how to come out of all of this separateness and, and um, separation and division. Everything is so divided, and that's causing the, the Earth itself to be threatened. Our whole environment that we, biosphere that we live on is now threatened because we've gone too far in believing in separation. So we need to come back to that, what unifies all of life, and move from the wisdom of that, because that has wisdom that our separate, rational, dualistic minds do not have. I believe uh, we we all are one people, and uh, also uh, that we... uh from the earth we're earth of sky and sky and made of that and i think one of the things that people forget is we all uh came from tribes uh we all uh been colonized so to speak and um i think the last people to be colonized i mean uh, we're all from tribes so we have to look back at our at our history way way back and um respect the things that we did way way back and i think that's that's part of being awake is is really realizing where you're from yes and the tribes had more of a innate understanding of the unity of all life and they respected the the environment and the animals and we've just they were closer to that truth than we are now we've gotten so far away from it now that like i said we're we're actually at an evolutionary crisis that if we don't wake up to this inherent unity of life and continue to be separate and fight against each other and destroy our our environment that we won't survive as a species so we're really being called by life, by this universal intelligence, to wake up to this unity and come to know uh, a life that is, that is, as someone said, kinder and based in an equality and love and compassion. It is. <clears throat> I'd like to just say uh, something. When you're talking about the animals um, and how we were one with the animals and we're not that way anymore, um, and uh, the Native American people uh, would go out hunting and they would... Uh, you know, uh, prey upon the animal. They would kill the animal, um, but they would prey over the animal, and the animal uh, would uh, nourish them. It would give them hides. They used their bones for tools. They um, respected the animal. And today, uh, there's trophy hunting. Uh, there's people who just kill animals to have a trophy on their um, on their wall. Um, you know, even farming today has become um, really a hell on earth for animals because these animals are packed into uh, factory farms where there's 2,400 uh, sows who are, you know, pregnant and they can't move and they're in gestational crates. Um, and they are not, they are not considered sentient beings. They're just, com- um, they have dollar signs on them. Um, they are, you know, they're just a commodity. So um, we really, I feel like we need to get back to, um, caring about the animals and even if you eat animals you need to care about them and respect them oh absolutely and this kind of utterly inhumane horrific treatment of animals is coming out of our our misunderstanding about this life and our lack of connection to our true nature and this is what we have to wake up to not just the oneness but what is that nature what's it made of get to know it within our being because it's love it's pure wisdom, it's pure love, and it would never even consider that kind of treatment of any, any life on this planet. So we've just gotten so disconnected from our true nature, which is pure compassion and pure love. And when we come back to that, we naturally will move in a more respectful and loving way with all of life. It's and necessary now. I think there's a connection between how we treat animals and the fact that we have a crisis of depression and anxiety right now. The most mm-hmm. prescribed drugs for our adolescents is for anxiety and depression. Are those connected? Oh, absolutely. Yes, I mean, when we get disconnected from our true nature, there can't be any happiness. And from that, because all of the division that we live in that's creating all of these horrific 
ways in which we're being with animals, with life, with each other, with killing each other, wars. This is utter insanity. And this insanity is coming from, it's, it's life telling us, look, this is not working. This is going in the wrong direction. Wake up, people. You know, come back to the truth of this life. And it's also telling us through our depression and our anxiety um, and all of the violence that's happening out of that, that uh, we're going in the wrong direction. It's a wake-up call. If we could hear it, we could hear that, you know, we're unhappy. People are more and more, we've got children on on antidepressants now. Um, And this is just telling us to wake up, from my perspective. I think one of the ways we wake up in hearing these things is through... You know these multitude of voices that are coming, and music is one of them. Okay, I, I'm, I'm. As you're talking about this, I'm hearing the lyrics of a Sarah Thompson song: "By breath, by blood, by body, by spirit, we're all one. We are all one." And I think in these, if we're taking in these messages, I mean, I, I hear all of this, and I'm going, okay, how are we getting the message? Why isn't the message landing? What are we? Why are we stuck? You know, that's the that's my big question right now. I think we're all brainwashed and we're brainwashed Mm -hmm. because of money. And if you follow the money, um, like even the commercials that we watch on TV, uh, they're not necessarily true. And people think that just because it's a commercial on TV, it's true. So you're listening to Food Freedom Radio, and today we're asking the question, what is real life? (laughs) And I'm here to listen. Find out. So this is Food Freedom Radio on AM 950. Laura Helen, we'll be back um, after the short break. This is Kevin Ross from Hoppy Charlie, and you're going to absolutely love our new heated and air-conditioned electric bus. We completely restored 1968 West Coaster to its original condition. It's a lightweight electric vehicle so you can taste with no waste. Let us drive you in comfortable style while you have fun tasting beer and learning about the area's best craft breweries and interesting neighborhoods, all without impacting the environment. Book now at 612-607-3681 or online at hoppytrolley.com. Share a special experience with your loved ones this holiday season at Nightingale, an intimate eatery and cocktail lounge. Receive a $20 gift certificate for every $100 gift certificate purchased through the end of December. Enjoy their mulled wine and house-made eggnog, perfect for special occasions and holiday gatherings. A fun, cozy atmosphere and delicious, inventive dishes make for a memorable and warm get-together. Nightingale is located at 26th and Lindale in Minneapolis. More at nightingalempls.com. Hi, this is Norman Goldman from my favorite Minneapolis furniture store, Habitation Furnishing and Design. Let me ask you a question. Do you enjoy your home? Does your furniture make you comfortable? Are you proud to have guests over? With the long winter months shutting us all in and the holidays fast approaching, I encourage you to visit Habitation St. Louis Park Showroom to see what potential awaits. Let Habitation help you craft a space that makes your home the place to be this holiday season. Check them out at HabitationDesign.com. Tell them Norman Goldman sent you. Who can defeat Congressman Jason Lewis? It's a question a lot of Democrats are asking these days as the DFL gets ready to start its endorsement process. Angie Craig and Jeff Erdman are the two announced candidates for the DFL endorsement in this 2nd Congressional District. And recently they faced off at their first candidates forum. And you can hear it this Monday at 10 p.m. on AM 950 Radio. That's the CD2 DFL Congressional Candidates Forum Monday at 10 p.m. on AM 950 Radio, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Jeff Warner here for Minnesota's original appliance specialist, Warner Stallion, where appliance savings are guaranteed. Start the new year right with a beautiful new kitchen suite and laundry pair at guaranteed low prices. You'll save even more with free local delivery and installation from our trusted specialists. And qualified buyers can take advantage of special financing options. Visit your nearest Warner Stellion store or buy online at warnerstellion.com. Warner Stellion, where the best costs less. Tom Harmon here letting you know that better energy is finally affordable. With All Energy Solar, Minnesota's number one local home solar provider, you can go solar with little or no money down. Qualified property owners could even see a return on investment in less than one year. Excel Energy's Solar Rewards Incentive Program is available first come, first serve, and federal tax credits are available for a very limited time. Schedule your free solar assessment today. Visit allenergysolar.com. That's allenergysolar.com. Thank you. 
back to Food Freedom Radio, where we plant the seeds of change. I'm Karen Olson-Johnson with Laura Hedlund, and in studio with us is Wendy and Robert Pilot. And uh, by phone from California is Lynn Marie Lumiere, a non-dual psychotherapist and activist. So, um... Everyone go on Robert Pilot's Facebook page because he has the best clips on his Facebook page. Oh, yeah. And one of the clips that was going around, um, actually over 3 million hits right now, is this uh, old clip from a 1981 movie called My Dinner with Andre. We're going to hear a little part from that clip from the 1981 movie. What can I do? Okay, yes. We are bored. We're all bored now. But has it ever occurred to you, Wally, that the process that creates this boredom that we see in the world now may very well be a self-perpetuating, unconscious form of brainwashing created by a world totalitarian government based on money, and that all of this is much more dangerous than one thinks? And it's not just a question of individual survival, Wally, but that somebody who's bored is asleep. Yes, yeah, so we're asleep. In order to survive, we need jobs. We need to get that mining. We have to do all this stuff or well. So, so that's that mind frame. I think, it's, I think it's quite possible that the 1960s represented the last burst of the human being before he was extinguished. And that this is the beginning of the rest of the future now. That from now on, there'll simply be all these robots walking around, feeling nothing, thinking nothing. And there'll be nobody left almost to remind them that there once was a species called a human being with feelings and thoughts. And that history and memory are right now being erased. And soon nobody will really remember that life existed on the planet. So what were you going to say, Robert? Yeah, what did you think of that? Uh, you know, I, that just blows my mind. I'm a high school teacher, too, and I see the iPhones and the iPads, you know, our district handed out iPads to everyone, and that was a fiasco in the beginning. And I see a lot of bad posture and people looking at their phone constantly. Not just students, but, you know, I notice that because there's a mass of people. I do it, too. I'm trying to look up information, and I think we're getting information, but we're also getting shiny little things to keep us uh, aware of not really what's going on. I, I, just a couple days ago, the the students were all fired up. There was some kind of thing that went viral about, is water wet? And I responded to, who cares? Well, look what's going on right now in the world. And I mean, my whole class got silent. When I started naming the things uh, of what's happening um, in the real big picture, you know, this is just a diversion, as as that clip said, and it's interesting, was that 1981 or 1980? They probably, I mean, I think this movie won an Academy Award, too, and I think people that come out and say things like this are right away ridiculed and, and called crazy. Um, and being awake, you you need to open your mind. And, and you know, I, I hate to talk, talk like the 60, when I was in the 60s, but I was a kid then, is expand your mind. And I think one of the things that's getting, with more and more information we're getting, the narrower... Um, our mind is uh, growing. Well, then there's not a lot you have to do now to go outside. You know, I mean, if you want to find something out, if you want to, you know, talk to somebody, if you want to whatever, I mean, just put your little device in front of you. I mean, do you have to go out in the world and do anything or relate to anybody? Exactly. I think that when we're born, we're, we're all born with an intrinsic awakeness. Um, and I think that when, as we grow older, um, that uh, awakeness is just dimmed and dimmed and dimmed until it's gone. Um, I remember as a child sitting at the dinner table and telling my mom, um, I don't want to eat this meat because it's a cow and I don't think that I want to eat this meat. And she honestly believe that if I didn't eat the meat, I wouldn't grow up and I would die. <laughs> uh, so she did a, a lot of convincing to me and um, I was brainwashed and I acquiesced and I ate the meat and I continue to eat the meat, although always in the back of my mind, there was always this little voice kind of trying to come through and say, this is an animal and I would kind of push it away. I pushed it away for years and years and years until I was old, or not old enough and I kind of peeled back all of that um, darkness that I, that I was in um, uh, because in, in me that's, that's what I felt and uh, um, 
I just feel like we're all we're all brainwashed. I, I like that. I'm going to bring uh, Lynn Marie back, and she's a non-dual psychologist, psychotherapist, and calling in from California because I think you said something really critical. Um, we're born aware, mm-hmm. and I, I want to know if you agree with that, Lynn Marie. Is our natural self, natural way of being, is to be aware and alive? Oh, absolutely. Yes, that's it. And uh, we're born aware. We're always aware. We're never not aware. In fact, the awareness itself that's looking out of your eyes right now, that's always here, that is the doorway into waking up to our deepest nature because it's what's always here. The awareness of whatever we're seeing, whatever we're feeling, is ch- what we're aware of is always changing, but the awareness itself is always here and always present. And so we can become aware of being aware, and that is spiritual awakening. That mm-hmm. is non-dual awakening. That is awakening into the aware field that everything is made of. And it's really that simple, just the simple awareness that's looking out of our eyes right now that we can somehow start to recognize, oh, uh, there's an awareness here, and that's the one constant. So that's always here, and that's what we need to wake up to. And people are right in saying that we're brainwashed. From day one, we're being brainwashed, and at early and earlier ages now, the children are on devices, you know, uh, you know, playing with um, iPads and so on, and being continually programmed away from this awareness that's here, away from the present moment where we find that, and into distraction, into constant distraction, and into constant programming to consume, to want things outside of that outside of ourselves, and I believe this is, this is intentional. This has been intentionally done for a very, very long time, the programming of the masses of humanity to become consumers, to not be awake, to not awaken their consciousness so they can be more easily controlled. And for a long time, people saying something like what I just said would be called a crazy conspiracy theorist, but I think that that's actually what has happened, and we will become, as we become increasingly more unhappy in that, and we increasingly start more destroy each other in the environment, my hope is that people will wake up out of that because we have the capacity to do that. We are infinite beings, and we, at some point we will wake up more and more, and it is happening. More and more light is coming into the world that is pushing out the darkness, that's exposing more of the darkness, that is starting to change it already. What do you think, Lynn Marie, is the touchstone for this? You know, I mean, we can we can point to the things like, you know, addiction and drugs and, you know, devices and, you know, corporate, whatever. But what's the touchstone or touchstones coming back? What are the pieces that we can, you know, where can we put our feet? What are those stones that we're going to walk on? Where's that path? You mean the path back home to our true self? Yes, exactly. Um well, that's, um, you know, we, we feel our pain and our, our, our depression and our unhappiness, our, our al- alarms going off saying, wake up. And so we start to pay attention if we, we get to a point where we can see that getting more things or more money is not going to take care of that. We start to look within ourselves. And if we just begin to look within ourselves and start to see how are we thinking, how are we feeling, and question that. Questioning and, and looking inside ourselves. You're listening to Food Freedom Radio on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. We'll be right back after a short break. Common Roots Cafe is the perfect venue for your next meeting, retreat, or party of up to 25 people. Come see why such a diverse array of community groups use Common Roots as their meeting space. The community room is only $10 an hour, plus nonprofit and community groups receive a $10 credit for food and drinks. Located off 26th and Lindale, make your reservation at CommonRootsCafe.com and take a look at their local, organic, and sustainable menu options. That's CommonRootsCafe.com. Hi, this is Ken Haglund, President of Minnesota Hospice, inviting you to listen to our new show airing on AM 950 on Saturdays from noon to one. Our team from Minnesota Hospice will be discussing When Is It Time for Hospice, where we share expertise on how eligibility is determined and identify the benefits of being admitted for hospice care sooner than later. 
Please join us Saturday from noon to one for the new Minnesota Hospice Show and learn more about us online at minnesotahospice.com. Visit the wine bar at Cafe Latte and enjoy a unique handcrafted pizza and glass of wine. The perfect place for an intimate night or an evening with friends. Choices range from spicy Italian sausage and sweet roasted peppers to the one-of-a-kind nacho chicken pizza layered with blue corn tortilla chips. The approachable wine list offers over 30 by the glass with special emphasis on wines from Washington State. End your night with one of Cafe Latte's melt-in-your-mouth desserts, 850 Grand Avenue, St. Paul. And the first sentence of his email said, I'd like to stay anonymous. And the second sentence said, I'd like to donate a million dollars to the Global Good Fund. Where should I send the check? I'm Tony Lloyd, and I'm the host of the brand new show, Social Entrepreneur. If you love stories that engage, inform, and inspire, you don't want to miss it. Join us every Monday from 7 to 8 a.m. right here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Seward Co-op invites you to shop their two convenient locations, both offering the strong commitment to local producers and healthy foods you've come to expect. Shop Seward for your holiday meals. Currently offering local, free-range Ferndale turkeys and vegetarian options, fresh, seasonal produce, house-made pies, other assorted baked goods, and locally made gifts at 2823 East Franklin Avenue or the Friendship Store on 38th Street and 3rd Avenue in Minneapolis. More at seward.coop. Warning, stand-up records may cause intestinal distress, fits of insane laughter, instant diarrhea, existential malaise, headaches, nausea, dizziness, vomiting, seasonal affective disorder, more headaches, pneumomono, ultramicroscopic silicovolcanoconiosis. Stand-up records should not be handled by women who are pregnant, may become pregnant, have ever been pregnant, or personally know anyone who has been pregnant. Do not consult your doctor if he's operating heavy machinery. Stand-up records is for external application only. And stand-up records is, of course, good for a few laughs. So remember that's standuprecords.com. For the world's finest comedy CDs, DVDs, and merchandise, that's standuprecords.com. The revolution will be hilarious. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Brett Johnson. Look for mostly sunny skies today with a high near 4 below. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low of 14 below. Sunday, sunny with a high near 4 below. And New Year's Day, Monday, sunny with a high near 0. Which appliance store has more of everything you want? Over 300,000 Minnesota homeowners believe it's the specialists at Warner Stallion. We guarantee never to be beat on price. Ask one of our customers to rate our free delivery appliance installation and recycling services. Go to warnerstallion.com to learn more. Welcome back to Food Freedom Radio, where we plant the seeds of change. I'm Karen Olson Johnson and with Laura Hedlund, and I'm getting out those Beatles. Yeah, I like the darkness of Hello. Captain. Yeah, does this, yeah. Does this mean what I think he thinks he means? I got a riot. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, the darkness of Captain, like the New York. And yeah. I got a rock. Okay. Well, <laughs> joining us by phone is from California's Lynn Marie Lumiere, and we've been talking. She's a non-dual psychotherapist and activist, and we've been talking about non-dual non-dualism. And, and in studio, awakened activism, awakened mm-hmm. activism, and we're so excited because in studio with us, Robert and Wendy Pilot with Native Roots Radio and I Am Awake. Mm-hmm. And when we went to break, Robert, you were like chomping at the bit because it's like, what do you? Okay, so grinding yeah, my you, teeth. Yeah, what did uh, you want to add to that? Well, I just. I, I truly believe, and my experience has been uh, in, in chemical dependency, for instance, uh, alcoholism, is that uh, you have to give away your power to something that uh, that you don't, that you can't see or feel, and it's a spirituality, it's a spiritual malady, and one, one of the things is that you're sick spiritually, so you have to give everything away to keep it, and whether you're, meaning you're helping somebody or giving them a ride, or uh, putting money in a meter when people don't know that you're doing that, just to help people and and join the human race. And I think alcoholism is a very, uh, is a disease that really um, is, it's a spiritual malady, but it's also a very lonely uh, thing. And uh, I believe that we think we're godlike, and we need to um, believe in a higher power, but also realize that we're not the higher power, and I think that's the big, the big fight with people. Um, in, inner fight is that, you know, if I don't get this iPad, then I'm not a cool person, or I don't get this uh, a raise, I don't get this job, I don't get this thing, um, and it's an inside job, and I think mm-hmm. that's uh, that's what we're talking about today. That's exactly and, what we're talking about: is how to move from an ego consciousness to an eco consciousness, and ego is easing God out. You know. Oh, you easing know, God out. What's ego? I mean, 
Right. Uh, yeah. e- you know, ego is just uh, an overabundance of, uh, so, uh, of self. <laughs> you know? So let's get in a, a non-dual uh, psychologist, Lynn Marie. Uh, what do you think of that? Is ego just a, however Robert just put it? Uh, yes, it is. Yes, it's like being full of uh, a sense of a self that is separate from God or all that is. And uh, it's in charge. It's in control. It doesn't want to let go of control. And the recovery, uh, he said, alcoholism is a spiritual malady. I think all of what's going on is a spiritual malady. We've we've lost touch with our true nature. And he, uh, Robert had mentioned that, you know, we aren't, we have to see that we aren't God. And to me, with non, in non-dual understanding, we actually are. Um, that that what we can call a higher power, if we wake up out of being a separate self, we see that what we fundamentally essentially are is an individual expression of that higher power. And that's a so Stevie... So we're not separate from it, and we're, we're not it, but we're not separate from it. It's a paradox. It's difficult to understand non-duality with the rational mind. I know there's a great line in a Stevie Wonder song is that there's God within us all, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I always grasp onto that, and I think that's kind of what you're saying. Yes, there's God within us all, and we're not separate from that. Um, and when we believe we're a separate ego self, that's where the problem starts. Mm-hmm. I think that it's really scary, too, to become awake, because when you do start learning things that you've uh we're in the darkness about it's really really scary um and sometimes uh learning about those things or seeing things that uh you didn't think could even exist is really scary and sometimes really ignorance is bliss Hmm. um and just going around and uh (laughs) living your life without knowing things um is is that way um i know that was for me with the animals and i've watched many many videos of like undercover um animal um activists activists going into factory farms and documenting uh, cruelty and watching those videos that it's just so um, horrific that you can't even believe uh, that it happened, but um, not knowing that it happens and you can't do anything about it and you can't become awake. Um, and there was a, there's a great quote by Albert uh, Schweitzer, and he says, think occasionally of the suffering of which you spare yourself the sight. Um, and I think that goes by just being awake and uh, that we really need to look, really look at it, even if it's hard and if it hurts. We need to look at it. Yes, that's, that's a very important point. Thank you for bringing that up because there's a, there's a spiritual awakening and there's also a political awakening. Yes. And that the people don't want to look at what's happening because it's reached a point where it's so horrific that it's actually somewhat traumatizing to look at. Mm. And yet we must. We can't bury our head in a device or in the sand forever. Uh, and it's, then it's definitely not going to change. But how can we face this? It's so painful. And that's where the spiritual awakening comes in. Because if we get more awake to our true nature, that is infinite love comfort, peace, compassion, it holds us. It, it, it is a direct knowing that even in the midst of all of this insanity, all is well. And that's yeah, a very so important cool. point, that when we come to know our deeper nature, even in the midst of all this craziness, at the essence of life, all is well. And if we can really know that truly within our being, then it gives us the strength and it gives us the support we need to be able to face what's happening and to be able to act from a place of a deeper understanding and wisdom. So, uh, Lynn Marie, uh, Michael Singer in the um, Untethered Soul talks about the thorn. And if you leave a thorn in, it gets keeps getting affected. And for the moment that you go to pull out the thorn, it's going to hurt more. And that talks the same thing that Wendy just said. Mm. But the vitalness yeah. of actually being willing to go into that point of pain or the, or even... I actually have the image of the Christ and the cross, but to be able to feel that pain, to well, to open it up. Again, uh, with pain, there's growth. You know, physically, yes. uh, 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 a butterfly goes through all that pain from a moth to become a beautiful butterfly. That's caterpillar. a caterpillar. Thank you. <laughs> Good thing my wife's here. Uh, you know, it, it goes through all that physical pain to become a beautiful being, and I think that's what we're doing through. i just like to mention a couple things. One thing is about being awake is I think uh, 
social media helped me being awake too. So it's a double-edged sword, really. How you're using? Uh, I watched. We went. Uh, uh, we heard a call uh, from Standing Rock to come out there, and we went out there uh, to protect the water. And everybody drinks water. And uh, Wendy and I were leaving, uh, like the second time we were there, and we saw basically an uh, 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 an army coming the other way to. Um, to fight the the uh, basically we were Indian fighters to come uh, the peaceful protesters at Standing Rock and so for me to see that and to see the drone footage the live drone footage there made me awake to do something and it's it's a really it's a weird story but uh, how we got our radio show uh, Wendy was uh, Wendy was tabling and also AM nine fifty was tabling so part of being awake but also part of being awake for me is to be able to uh, connect the dots backwards. What just happened? You know, oh, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I teach this, so this makes sense to do this. Um, all these things that, that, that come together that if you just look at a daily thing and are self-absorbed with what's going on momentarily, um, you're not going to see the whole big picture and how it all aligns. And isn't part of this too, Lynn Marie, the the bill of goods that we've been sold that you need to avoid pain that that to go into pain or to go into angst or to go in we need to avoid that and so yes and i think that's part of the brainwashing that's coming from the people that the top of the financial pyramids that um you know that are invested in having a population of consumers uh and people that are controlled uh, and ignorant of what's really going on and how they're being deceived and robbed daily by these these people at the top. There's actually a very small percentage of the human population controlling and destroying this planet. And that's why it's so important that the, the other 7 billion wake up because they're trying to brainwash people to think, don't go inside, don't wake up, don't examine your, yourself or look for inner, uh, uh, more conscious solutions. Just go out inside yourself and buy things. And or take drugs solution. if you're not right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Lynn, there's, uh, there's so much I want to get across again. I always feel that. But I want to make sure you get a new book coming out. And in that book, you talk about the three R's of awakened relating. Do you want to briefly talk about how that works to help people understand how to wake up in everyday life? Yeah, I think that's important. It's like, okay, we, we need to wake up, but how do we do that? Mm-hmm. You know, That's really important. And awakened relating is, you know, applying non-dual wisdom to, uh, to relationships. You know, it's the same principles applied to relationships as I'm applying to activism. And the three R's is just like practical way of doing this. You know, how do we wake up? Well, first we recognize this uh, fundamental... Uh, awareness that's looking out of our eyes right now, which I mentioned earlier, and this it's very it's very immediately available. There's so many ideas that awakening or enlightenment or so on. It's like a pie in the sky thing that you have to work towards for meditate for 20 years. But right now, right right here, right now, people can look and see that they're aware. If you ask anybody, are you aware? You know, they would say yes, because there's a recognition of that. And it starts there, that mini glimpse, it starts there. And once we recognize that, then we have the opportunity to rest. That's the second R. To, to, to re- re- relax in it, to not be so continually in our thoughts, you know, nonstop in the noise of the mind. But that awareness, in that awareness, there's a quiet, there's a, there's a peace and a silence, and we can rest in it. For just two seconds, if we just recognize it and rest in it for two seconds repeatedly throughout the day, it starts to wake that consciousness up because we're giving it attention. We're not just totally going with the thoughts nonstop. And as it becomes more known, it becomes more foreground, then the third R is rely. We can learn to rely on it. We go to that. We feel the pain. We rest in that, even if it's for a few seconds, because we're going to infinite wisdom. We don't go to the mind. We don't go to our programming. We rest in that deeper nature, and we rely on that to give us the answers and the solution and the comfort that we need. So that's a really quick, (laughs) you know, that could be elaborated on much more. 
much more, but that's just a quick how to recognize it, rest in it, and then we come to rely on it. And in the resting, um, Lynn Marie, is it okay to rest in pain? Well, we it's important to rest in pain and not push it away, but we bring it, it's uh, it's necessary in terms of being with the pain within ourselves and within the world to know that all is well. When we recognize that deeper um, uh, beingness that we are, the awareness being the doorway to that, what that is 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 a is well being. It's love. It's comfort. So if we know that. We rest in our pain with that. Mm-hmm. Simultaneously, the pain can be there and that deeper comfort. Yes. I, and that I, makes all the difference. I know. I, we're not being just with pain. You, I, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I, know, I know for me, I, uh, I've been taught that uh, a real short version of prayer and meditation is speaking and listening. And listening to yourself and listening to what's going on. And you are listening to Food Freedom Radio on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Um, We'll be back for our last segment. Tap, taste, and treasure at Vinaigrette, where we have some warm seasonal recipes all ready to create dynamite meals. Our fig balsamic vinegar pairs perfectly with roasted Brussels sprouts or baked brie. And sweet potatoes are always a winner, but never more than when they're roasted with a drizzle of vinaigrette cinnamon or orange-fused extra virgin olive oil on top. Come in today for more custom-crafted food and cocktail recipes at Vinaigrette, 50th and Xerxes in Minneapolis, and 287 Water Street in downtown Excelsior. Online at vinaigrettemn.com. Do yourself a favor and check out the amazing cuisine of eatlocalminnesota.com. More than just a website, eatlocalminnesota.com provides you with the best local and independently owned restaurants in the Twin Cities. Serving family favorites in Minneapolis since 1964, Milda's Cafe is a great spot for breakfast or lunch. Wake up with their delicious Eggs Benedict or biscuits and gravy and savor their many great lunch options. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, Milda serves authentic Finnish pasties. Open weekdays 6 to 3 and now on weekends 8 to 2 on Glenwood Avenue, 4 blocks east of Penn. Specializing in Szechuan and Peking cuisine, the Great Wall Chinese Restaurant has been a local favorite since 1981. They offer one of the most extensive menus in the Twin Cities. Favorites include the sesame chicken, imperial beef, and Peking duck. The Great Wall Restaurant is located off 45th and France with takeout available too. More at greatwallrestaurant.us. Saturdays at 1 p.m., you have a chance at a fresh start, a new beginning. Hi, everybody. This is Freddie Bell, host of New Beginnings. Our show features the concerns of America's 78 million baby boomers in employment, finance, health and nutrition, spirituality, and even entertainment. Every day is a chance for a fresh start. Join us Saturdays at 1 p.m. for New Beginnings with Freddie Bell on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Hello, this is Ellen Krug from Hidden Edges Radio. When I'm not on the radio, I'm standing in front of audiences training about diversity and inclusion and on how to be welcoming to others who are different from us. More than ever, employers and organizations need professional diversity and inclusion training. I can offer that training through my company, Human Inspiration Works, LLC. I'd love to make your workplace or organization more welcoming. For more information, go to humaninspirationworks.com. Thank you. It's the best time of the year. Toyota-thon is on. Rudy Luther Toyota is celebrating their 40th anniversary with great deals all month long on all new Toyotas. With huge incentives from Toyota, now is the time to buy. Great rebates on RAV4s, great rebates on Camrys, and remember, you get my favorite perk from Rudy Luther, the Luther Advantage Card, which gets you 10 cents off per gallon at Holiday Station stores for three years with every vehicle purchase. Toyota-thon is on. Stop in today on the southeast corner of 394 and 169 in Golden Valley. Welcome back to Food Freedom Radio, where we plant the seeds of change. I'm Karen Olson-Johnson with Laura Hedlund joining us in studio, Wendy and Robert Pilot, and uh, by phone from California, Lynn Marie Lumiere, who is a non-dual psychotherapist and activist. And when we went to break, we were talking about activism. Activism. And what's the difference between awakened activism and activism? So, uh, Lynn Marie, you wanted to say something about that. Oh, there's a tremendous difference. 
um, the awakened activism is based in that understanding um, that we are all we all share the same infinite nature, and that if we get in touch with that, that empowers us to actually co-create a world that is reflective of that nature and and in the reconnectedness and wholeness of life. Whereas regular con- uh, conventional activism is based more in a us versus them, you know, fighting against something, uh, being anti-war, anti-this, anti-that. And awakened activism is more of a u- coming together in a unified understanding. It's more love-based than fears-based. It's more accepting what is than re- resisting and fighting against. It's, um, it's not polarized in the us versus them fighting and blaming the other, because that's more of the same, of the division. The division and the belief in separation is what's the problem. So to me, the power of awakened activism is needed. It's absolutely necessary at this point, at this point of evolutionary crisis, to meet this at a higher level of consciousness in which it was created. It was created at a a dualistic level of consciousness where everybody's divided and fighting us versus them and we need to rise up into the unified under the understanding of the unity of life and act from an infinite wisdom because we do have access to that and so to me at this point what's happening is calling forth an evolution of consciousness in the human species because that that evolution is based in truth yeah, um, it has to be based yeah. in truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's, and that's the dilemma is that we've been operating outside of truth and operating that's outside right. of exactly truth. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's summing yeah. up the problem right yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I, I feel like uh, <laughs> when, when Standing Rock first started, what what I what I was excited about that is they were dealing with elders. We were talking about Mother Earth. We were prayerful, uh, peaceful, and um, kind of what you're talking about. I think that that was different from uh, 1973 when when the occupation of Wounded Knee happened. There were guns and people shooting, and I think that's what really made uh, me want to become active and an activist uh, for protecting waters. The original idea was we're here uh, prayerful and peaceful uh, protesting uh, of uh, for Mother Earth, and um, the other side was the one that got violent. And uh, um, but I think we're going to find out years from now that we're on the right side of history. And um, everybody needs water, and that's the, that's the thing that it's hard to understand why people are against something as simple as that. And let's just briefly mention all of the stuff that's going on right now. I mean, we are experiencing the sixth mass extinction event on the planet. That's right. You know, I talked about that on one of our shows, um, that there are species every day uh, leaving this earth. Um, and uh, like you, the yeah. rhinoceros. Approximately 6,000 yeah. left on the planet mm-hmm. right now, and one in particular, the northern white rhino. That's right. There's yeah. one left. There's one male, two females. That's right. Yeah, and then, then they're gone. They're Boy, gone. if I got a lot of money, if I hunt those, huh? Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I just, you know, I, yeah. but that's the voice that we have in our head. It's just, it's a horrible. Well, one rhino horn right now is about half a million dollars on the black market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, and uh, our current president right now has lifted a band so that uh, people are allowed now to bring in um, trophy uh, parts of animals into the United States. There used to be a ban on that, but now it's... Um well, and one of the things that unfortunately seems to power, and I don't want to do it us and them, but is this spirituality. I mean, their label of spirituality, which is so totalitarian uh, and abusive... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have anything to say There's a big difference that? between religion and spirituality. Yes. Amen to that. Amen to that yeah. is right. Yeah. And they, they promote religion in, in a way that's very divisive. It's, it's uh, true spirituality is unifying. Well, the Republican Jesus thinks that they should vote for, uh, for that uh, person um, because they don't want to lose a seat. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's the mind-blowing thing of it is that... Uh, Alabama, more Alabama, right? You know that's that's blows my mind. Yeah, right. Everything's geared towards more money, more power. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's the focus, and that is not sustainable. No. So all of this, all of these things are coming out of that misunderstanding, and it's causing an evolutionary 
imperative to wake up to another level of consciousness. So or we will be the species disappearing. Or we will be the species disappearing that's next. What yes. we're, uh, I think that's what we've been dancing around here the whole show, is that <laughs> I think that is the issue, is mm-hmm. that the Earth will be here, and hopefully a lot of species of animals will be here, but humans won't be here. Right. Right. Lynn, I think were... Mother Nature is going to win, mm-hmm. and I, yeah. we will lose if we don't wake up. That's right. Let people know uh, about your books or how they can find you if they want more information. Um, well, I have a website, uh, lynnmarielumiere.com, um, and that's primarily about my non-dual psychotherapy work, and I'm in the process of putting together a website that also includes um, events I will be offering, courses on awakened relating, um, and the book. Um, that's still in process, that website, but lynnmarielumiere.com. And I thank you so much for Lynn for being with us. And Robert and, and Wendy, I forget, I, I've been mean to ask, so why did you name your show Awake? What, what does that mean? Well, I think, I think like uh, Wendy's been, uh, uh, I can't speak for Wendy, but I'll just speak for myself, is that we've been awakened that there is a 525-year war on Native Americans, mm-hmm. and it's not over. And everywhere we turn and look that there is some sort of attack by either the government, or mostly the government, and or the 1%, on Native Americans, so we're awake to the fact that the war is not over and we need to resist and divest and and do things in order not to survive but to thrive. We were going to be, uh, our race was going to be um, genocide, and we're still here and we are awake. Yeah, and I think uh, the power of your inner voice, um, it wakens you. And if you sit quiet enough and listen to the power of your inner voice, uh, you will uh, become aware of different things that are are just around you. And you'll be able to find the truth. And you will become aware of more of the peace and the all is well within you. Yes, Mm. absolutely. And it takes, it takes a little bit of time and a little bit of space to do that. And yes. as you said, Lynn-Marie Lumiere, some rest, right? <laughs> it rest. It rest more inside in the quiet, in the peace. Prayer and meditation. Mm-hmm. Yes. To but, whoever, and anger. And to anger. Whoever, and anger, too. Right. Yeah. Well, that's the action. I think what, uh, if you, you can't run around being pissed off, you can be angry and do something about it and help you, uh, I mean, you know, become active and an activist. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Lynn-Marie Lumiere, Robert Pilot, Wendy Pilot. Uh, what a wonderful conversation. It's been a fun conversation. Yeah. Um, Awaken Activism. This is the one heart. This is the power. This is what yep. won. This is what won the Civil Rights one Amendment. It, it, it won gay marriage. Yep. Get together and feel all right. Thank you, Laura, <laughs> thank for you, Freedom Karen. Radio.